Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, I have here my soul sister, one of my closest friends, and she's also part of Ambitious Academy. She's also part of Ambitious Mistress Mind Mentorship. And I've known her literally since we were babies and pacifiers, like literally Mariah Carey, Wu-Tang Clan, babies and pacifiers. Her name is Teresa Sabina. That's how I know her. That's how I grew up with her. I'll forever be Teresa Sabina. You'll forever be Teresa Sabina. But today you're Teresa Cleary. I am. But you're still the OG that I grew up with in T-Town, in Taunton. There's no denying it. So the reason why I wanted to have Teresa here on the Ambitious Podcast is I always talk about the epitome of ambitious. Like what is the epitome of ambitious and Teresa is truly it. And like I said, I've known Teresa since we were probably like, what, 13, 14 years old? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like eighth grade. Yeah. When my pubes weren't white. That's Remember back in the day when they were just glossy and black? They they weren't? No, dude. I looked at my pubes the other day and literally I had some really wiry white hairs sticking out of like my labia lips. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? There's some fucked up shit going on. (laughs) It's just not fair. I used to be somebody. Now I have white pubic hair. What the fuck is happening? Um, I just want to also preface this that we have been drinking heavily for the last two hours. Just a little bit. You know, we're just just having some fun. We had a little chit chat with some red wine on the couch. We had some lettuce wraps. Very low carb. So there's nothing really to soak up the alcohol. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) And And we're here. We're on our second bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gets better from here. guys. Absolutely. It just gets better from here. It's the truth coming out. (laughs) It's truth serum. It's truth serum. (laughs) So I wanted Teresa to come on here today and I wanted her to talk all about her transformation because Teresa and I, and I'm going to let you let her tell the story, not just from my point of view. But Teresa and I were friends for a million years. And then, you know, we, we graduated high school. We all went on our, you know, merry ways. And then obviously we kept in touch because we were both on student council. So we had to do the 10 year and recently the 20 year high school reunion. Oh my God. Hence the white pubic hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she reached out to me a couple of years ago and she was like, hey, I'm coming to your spiritual event at Kripalu, which is a retreat center in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. And I was like, dope. Not to even know that the future would hold this incredible rekindlement. Is that a word? It can be today. Okay. So rekindlement, look at that up in the Urban Dictionary. It could mean like (laughs) eating someone's ass at the same time holding like a bunch of grapes or something. I have no idea. But today it's going to be rekindling our relationship from high school up until now. And then everything that you did with taking Ambitious and everything it had to offer and then creating this new life for you and your family and all of that. So I'm so happy and grateful to have you here. I know this. And there's been a, actually a lot of rekindlement in our relationship because <laughs> we're when, just using that word now. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. I'm just going to use it. Perfect. Because um, 
even in high school, we we got into a little tiff. Oh, and just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. I remember smidge. like a lot of yelling during a chorus class. Yes. one time. but we weren't awakened beings. No, like we are all. now. But then I remember, I remember coming to one of your pageant. You, the when you were retiring from Miss Taunton. Oh God, I was giving up my crown. Mm-hmm. God help me. And you didn't know I was there because why would you? Right. And I remember going. I don't know why I was there. I think I think I was there for you. That's so nice. But you didn't like we weren't we weren't talking. No, not Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And then I think a year later we were at a a chorus concert. It was like a keg party in the woods. (laughs) Well, that's another time. Um, (laughs) But we were at a chorus concert, and I think um, my sister was like, "Why aren't you guys friends?" And then, of course, leave it up to Catherine. Yeah. And then, then that rekindled our relationship, and then it kind of went from there. Wow. And then we did our ten-year high school reunion, mm-hmm. which was a, sh- a shit show. That was interesting, but not as big as a shit show as our twenty-year high school reunion. See, I think where I drank three bottles of tequila and had no food. See, twenty years was we were preparing ourselves because we weren't sure what was going to happen. So we had already we had pre-gamed before the twenty-year. Oh, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We did pregame. So we said, we're not sure what's going to happen, so let's just go for it. <laughs> I said to the girl that was working the bar at our 20-year reunion, here's $100. Anytime I come up here and I ask for a glass of tequila, you just fucking give it to me. You don't judge me. I want three limes, and you just shut your little fucking pretty mouth. It, literally. And I, and I remember I got in the biggest fight with Matt on the ride home because I was so bollocky bare-ass drunk. And then I slept upstairs in our guest bedroom. Our husbands were like, you you need to eat. Here's some water. Yeah, but you actually ate. And I was like, fuck you. I don't need to eat. I'm a superhuman. My husband was very like, he was like, when I tell you to eat, you better eat. Thank God for John. He Matt just was like, whatever. You know, John can scare the shit out of me. So that's I, I listen to him. <laughs> Matt only scares the shit out of me when he pulls his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> No, but your your husband is like amazing. Matt was like, "Fine, bitch, you don't want to eat. Fucking, you're gonna reap the fucking benefits of this night." And I did. Well, see, I've done that plenty of times in my life, and that's a whole nother podcast. So, <laughs> so I figured this time I better listen to him. Right. All right. So I want you. Let's start at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start, as Fräulein Maria would say. Yes. So we've known each other probably since like 1994. Right. Yeah. And you went to, what, did you go to Martin? No, I went to Mulcahy. Oh, you were a Mulcahy girl. Mm-hmm. So Mulcahy and Martin and Parker, I went to Parker. Yes. Well, this is after I got thrown out of Taunton Catholic Middle School. Right, exactly. That's that's the, that's the situation at hand. And there was also uh, Cohannet too. Oh, yeah. Those so were all, there, those were the four. bad girls. The bad girls went to Cohannet. Yes. Even though I was a fucking trash bag, let's be honest. And Mulcahy was, we always had things in our lockers that were gonna <laughs> like guns and that, brass that, knuckles and shit said yeah wait a minute they would do like locker surges on you there was never anything found but everyone's <laughs> like oh you you go to mulcahy that you have things in your lockers I'm literally dead and well, i'm you, like I, okay i'm in the honors classes but sure okay well you know i went to taunton catholic middle school yes and then i got jumped by two girls in the lunchroom and i beat their asses and then you went to parker and then they threw me out and, and then, then i you, went to parker and then you were in cabaret with was it fat boys Fat Girls? What was what was the song that you were in Cabaret? Because I came what, to see one. Fat Boys? Fat Girls? What was this? What was that song the, back in 1994? <gasps> hey, Fat Boys. Oh, God. oh, my God. We sang that song? Someone did. Stop this. Was, were you in that one? Was that you? I hope I was. Mm, I think so. I really hope I was. That Cabaret You saw me singing this Fat Boy song. A lot of things. Perfect. I'm so excited it. for you, and I'm glad that you have these memories. And then, then of course, it was the New York 
trips, the drama trips. Yes. Of going on the buses. Those were very bad. Yes. Remember we used to soak tampons and throw them out the window at people? Or put powder on our ass and <laughs> stick it to the window so that way it, it had a nice picture. Well, that was given to us by a teacher too. It's just like you should put yeah. Vaseline and powder on your ass that, and then stick it to the window. The name of the teacher shall not be revealed here nope, on the Ambitious Podcast because they would they're <laughs> they're probably in jail. <laughs> Maybe either that or living their best retired life, or that, or that, which is yeah. good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. So what we're trying to say here is, Teresa and I <laughs> were very Go bad, back. but we were awesome. We were really good kids. We were. We were just little fuckfaces. We were student council president and vice president. Yes, and we used to love to steal alcohol from people's homes, especially my parents. Oh my god, they always had the best booze. Those you Polish know. people know how to party. And you know, my dad playing the the accordion. Yes, all the time. I do love a good accordion play. It always reminds me of your house. Always, always. Smell of cigarettes and accordions. Oh, that just brings me back. God, to it steals my wool. It really <laughs> steals my wool. Oh my god. So Teresa and I grew up together. We went through high holy hell together. We did drama together. We did chorus together. We traveled together. Her sister was one of my closest friends growing up. Right. I was always over your house or you were always over my house. We were always doing something bad. Going clubbing. We were going clubbing a lot. We were going clubbing a lot, which, you know, that's what happens. It just happens. I would wear my like leather, faux leather pants and my wet seal. And the crop tops at Lupo's. Yep. So (gasps) Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. So we used to go to this like underage club guys called Lupo's. It was in downtown Providence. And then bootleggers too. Oh, I remember I did the bootleggers hot body contest. Mm -hmm. Where they literally sprayed water all over my naked body, and then I was like, I, I was like, I'm 16. Hi guys, <laughs> let's go get some pizza. Like, why was this normal? And then you'd always stop at Coney Island Pizza oh, on the way home. Oh my god, so oh, good. Coney Island, hot, Coney Island dogs. hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. And the guy would put all the hot dogs on his arm, mm-hmm. and he would put all the chili on it. And I was like, this is normal for a 75 year old man who's sweating profusely to put, you know, food hot on his and- arm. His hairy fucking arm. And then we'd eat and it. We'd, no pro- no question eat asked. it. We'd deep throat it. Exactly. It was the best hot. And we would like, we'd be like licking our fingers like chef's kiss. And this is why we're still alive. I know. This is why we survived COVID. Because we're like, fuck. If we went to Coney Island hot dogs, we don't fuck. Fuck COVID. Bring it on, motherfuckers. We're like, we are invincible. And the hot body contest didn't help either. No, no, uh, absolutely. That not. definitely upped my um, my game as far as, you know, my white blood cells in you know, my body. <laughs> God, we were the Memories. best. We Memories. were so fun. I know, like the corners of my mind. <laughs> Do you remember the time that we went to Broadway and we were see- seeing all these shows and my sister was with us, Lindsay? Oh, remember Cats? The Cats. I saw that whole thing happen. Like, I know. The whole Lindsay's... process in, my, in yeah. her mind. She's looking at the sign and it says, longest running musical in history. <laughs> and you guys are in the back seat. I'm going to spit I'm my wine across the room right now. Leaning over the back seat and Lily's, Lily, listen to me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you haven't seen your moment right now. You're talking about your, you're daughter. like my mother. My mother calls me like Margaret, Teresa, Brenda, Martha, Mary. I'm like, mom, and get your shit I need straight. to refill my wine. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so she's, Lindsay's tapping you and she goes, kitty, kitty, kitty. And I can see the words forming in her mm-hmm. mouth. And she's like, how long is cats? <laughs> She meant in length in time of the actual show, how long it was to sit there and watch the show. And we were like, no, bitch, it's been on Broadway for like 20 years. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. I was laughing so hard because I saw it forming. I love her. But <sighs> goddamn, Lindsay, goddamn. And w- this was obviously she was a freshman and we were yes, seniors. So, yes. you know, we had a little bit of age in between us. Just but a little bit of education. Just on, a little on bit. Musicals and things. Um, do you remember when we went to sing at like in Washington? 
I didn't go on that trip because you, I wasn't in select at that time. You weren't in select chorus. No. Well, we also used to call that slut chorus. Yes. Because if you say select really quick, it was it sounds like slut. I didn't know that. No, I remember singing Kokomo with you. Oh, I love that song. It was at the time when like things were going on, and we were lay- we were talking and singing, and all of a sudden we sang bodies in the sand and we just busted out laughing and and mr almeida was so mad at us our teacher wanted to murder us like every day of our lives but my sister was so excited because i was singing um that it was bill clinton was the president and do you know that Lindsay had a wicked fucking crush on bill clinton and she used to have a picture of bill clinton Mm -hmm. by her bedside and (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute i'm gonna piss my pants right now i got to meet him when he came to friedman stop yep like, was he like... When Hillary was running. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah. Lindsay would have been jerking off in a corner if she Shook knew Bill hand. Clinton was there. I have a picture of it. I'm like, really, Lindsay? Out of all the people right now in the world, you want to fuck Bill Clinton? Like, you're 12 years old. Why do you want to fuck Bill Clinton? She's like, he's just so handsome. And I love the way he plays the saxophone. It's a saxophone. I'm it's like, control. you think he's going to play your pussy like that? I don't think so, honey. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he was playing Hillary's pussy like that anytime soon. Let's that's, be honest. That's another subject. <laughs> that's another fucking podcast <laughs> or another day. But my sister had a big, huge crush on Bill Clinton, and she wrote to the White House, and Bill Clinton, not him, but you know, one of his minions, sent him, sent her a picture of him signed, and she framed it in an eight by ten frame from Marshall's put and put it next to her bed, and she would kiss it before bed. What the fuck was happening back then? You know, all these kids nowadays, you don't know what you're missing, dude. We were, we were, we. <laughs> that was a whole no one wants to fuck Bill Clinton now. He's a fucking pedo. There's a lot going on in the 90s. A lot. The 90s are so fun. If you want to call it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. it a good butterfly clip never hurt oh anyone, Teresa. All the little butterflies. Ooh, it's and coming back, you know, honey. The bootleg jeans and oh, the grunge look. But you know all that's coming back. Oh, it is. It's huge. Like I see people wearing that shit now and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's the baggy jeans with the crop top. With the high, it's like the mom jeans with the crop top. And then and then the flannel shirt. Mm. I, I wore that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could probably find it. We should go clothes. put it on right now and just walk around downtown. <laughs> We'd probably make so much money. You don't, you don't want to see this stomach. <laughs> it's, bitch, After I didn't even have kids. a baby. And you don't want to see this stomach, okay? <laughs> like it's the truffle shuffle happening over here, right? Oh my God. Okay, let's get to the fucking point because now I'm starting to sober up. <laughs> You guys are. I'm sorry. You need more. No, I'm going to drink more wine. But out there in a bitches land, I I really am happy that you're listening to this right now because there is a moral to this story. But, you know, we wanted to bring you down memory lane. So the truth of the matter is, Teresa and I weren't friends for a while. Right. We went our separate ways. We reconnected. And then go ahead, Teresa, take it away. When did you you just had had your second baby? So, by the way, Teresa has three gorgeous children. They're fucking phenomenal little human beings. God bless you. But and you they had all just, love Katie Boyd. They love me. And they're like, Auntie Katie swears she's got the dirtiest <laughs> mouth. And I'm like, I know, I'm very sorry. But you had just had your second baby. So I had, well, the whole process started. Yeah, like, you tell the story. I'm just going to sit here and drink. <laughs> and it's going to be like Jack Candy's fuzzy moments from Saturday Night Live. Perfect. So my, after my second, after having, so I had my first daughter. She's, she's going to be almost 10 this year. Oh my God. And then Lily, uh, my second one is seven. So after my second daughter, I went through a huge stage of depression where like I would. Was it right away? Did you have like postpartum no. or was it like delayed? It was it was delayed. It was almost a year after I had her. So and I had what her, were the symptoms? So I had her in November okay. and like I went back. So I teach. Right. And I teach. Um, so I 
had her in November. I took all the rest of the year off. I came back in January, went through my normal school year, went through the summer. And not until September did I start feeling low again. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it was a seasonal thing or just postpartum. I don't know how 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 delayed postpartum can be. Yes, but I started feeling low, and then October was the worst. So right what, when you first. say you started feeling low, like what? Give me like how you're feeling. I would come home and literally from school, from school, and not want to interact with my kids, not mm. want to cook dinner, not want to do anything. I would cry to my husband, oh. and. Um, By the way, you know, so many women are just like that, oh, that I coach yeah. and that listen to this podcast. So Absolutely. by you telling your story, obviously, you're going to help inspire so many. So thank you for being so open and honest. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, it's it's the truth. I, I would I would literally uh, even looking at pictures now from then. Could you see I it still, yourself? I, I could see it and I can still feel how I felt. Um, so just looking. Um, October was the worst. I would. Like I'd come home from school, I would cry to my husband. I mean, he was really supportive. He was like, "Do we need to call someone? Do you need to go see a doctor?" You Shout know? out to John. He's the best hubby. Yeah, he, he is the best hubby. He was really supportive of everything that I needed, and I'm like, "I just, I just need to talk." Like, and for all those people who feel they need more, please reach out to someone because you know there's different levels of like the depression that. But you're don't going you through. think there's such a stigma, especially for like type A, really strong women like us, where it's like we can't get depressed, we can't have bad days, we or we if we do, we beat ourselves up over it, oh. and we don't realize like the depression is like it's normal to feel blue and really fucked up sometimes. Absolutely, and I mean like even my doctor was like when I told her because I, I was I, I'm honest with my doctors as well. And so my primary care was like, why didn't like, cause I, I'm an August baby. So I didn't have my, my annual until yes. like closer to the summer. And she was like, why didn't you, why didn't you come find me? Why didn't you come call right. me? And I was like, honestly, I was, I knew what I could handle. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of people that, that don't. So they, they need to like, we, we need to reach out to people and we need to chat with people and yes. find out where, like if, if what we're feeling is like normal or if we should seek out more help yes and that's that's a hard thing for a lot of people right? to ask for is yeah for that help Absolutely. because you know like we were talking about this earlier like you see a lot of things on social media where it's like everyone seems happy and it's like this is what we should be mm. and it's like that's that's not the truth no 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 and listen even i'm a mindset coach and i've been in this industry of coaching and health and wellness and all this for over 20 years and i still have really hard days and there's days also where I literally look in the mirror and I go, who are you? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And then like I get my, sh I, for me, I don't know if you're like this, but for me, it's like I, I that's when I'm burnt out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I need to like take a step back and be like, okay, you don't have to be superwoman. Like, I think sometimes like even like my podcast, for example, like I have to do every week because like these people are depending on me. And it's like, you know, and I know all of you bitches out there like you love me. You love this podcast. And thank you for showing up here week after week and listening to it. But I know that like you're not going to die if I have a week where I don't feel so fresh and I need a break. Right. But right. we can't. You and I are so much alike. Right. We're literally right. so much alike where it's like we're so type A. We are overachievers. Like we, we always, we're people pleasers. Like it's can, a lot. But we can also voice what we're feeling. Yes, which and, is so good compared yes. to what other people, they cannot articulate the way they feel or they feel so ashamed. That they don't want to say anything. Yeah. And especially if you don't have an open relationship with your partner. Yes. That it's hard for you to talk to your partner and be honest with how you're feeling. 100%. Um, so 
I was very, very happy that I was able to just kind of get through it. And eventually, you know, I got, it took probably until the springtime, summertime when wow. the season changed wow. for me to like, I, like I knew what to do for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was like, I got through everything and I, I just kept moving and I just kept doing yeah. and I kept talking. And that was, I think the biggest thing was I kept talking. And then years go by. So that was 2000. 15 by that point. Okay. Um, so now 2018, I'm having my third child. Yes. And I had my third child, Henry. And boy, he's he a spitfire. He is. Um, I love he him. definitely has a mind of his own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was listening to your podcast. And I was. When did you start listening to the Ambitious Podcast? Do you as, remember like around what time? As soon as it came out. The very first, the very first podcast. You're like, what is this bitch talking about? <laughs> what well, is she talking about? I mean, Katie, come on. We followed you. I followed you through um, Wicked the Fit, brunette, Wicked Fit, Brunette Mafia, <laughs> everything. You guys, Brunette Mafia was my clothing line. I came out to your your opening. I remember at my house. Yeah. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. right. So I had this clothing line called Brunette Mafia. It was so freaking hilarious, and I had like dog clothes, baby clothes, girls clothes, like like athleisure. Now they would call that athleisure wear, <laughs> but it, it was like the funniest shit. And dude, do you know I made so much money selling that crap? I believe it. It. W- I still have stuff here, like to this day, like just you know stuff I just didn't sell and I just never sold it. And oh my god, I need, we should make it. I should, need something. We should throw. We should make a th- comeback. I need to find something that fits me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> Even though Teresa's very blonde, but she could still rock the brunette I'll mafia wear the clothes. Brunette mafia. That is so freaking fun. Yeah, I just, I love, you know, I love athleisure wear, and I just love gym clothes and fun shit like that. And I just came up with this idea, and I did it. And you remember, you did come to my mm-hmm. stuff. That's so funny. And you watch. So all right, you watch Wicked Fit. Yep. And is then, that like crazy to you to see your friend from high school like on a reality television show that was like syndicated all over the world? Crazy? No. You were like, this is Katie Boy. This Who is just the, fuck? The, the natural progression of what was going to happen. <laughs> God. And especially seeing you and your mom. And I was like, like with John sitting next to me and I'm like, yeah, this is this is not. Acting. It's not even acting. This is not this is real shit. This is real. <laughs> this is absolutely real. <laughs> I love it. That and makes like, me so happy. I mean, like it just all of this, everything that just culminated from it. And then when you put out the podcast, I was like, of course I have to listen. Yes. So started listening to that, you know, the whole. Did you like, even know what a podcast was? Because a lot of people are like, I don't even know what a podcast is. I'm I, like, really? I did, but I didn't have any lined up. Wow. So like so I was like, the fr- like I took your virginity when it came to the podcast. World. Absolutely. I love this. Pop my cherry. Yes. Here we are, honey. Here <laughs> we are. I <laughs> First one I, I subscribed to. That's amazing. And when you started listening to the Bitches podcast, were you just like, wow, this bitch makes a lot of sense? Absolutely. With all of your like life makers and breakers and all the things that you, your core desired feelings and everything that you kind of laid out. And then when you'd pull in people to talk to and just about the different parts of life about being ambitious. Right. It just made sense. And then you started talking about doing your weekend in Kripalu. Yeah. Which was like, I thought in my mind, like teaching at Kripalu, like meant like you made it. Like not that anything else in my life didn't mean I made it, but there was just something about teaching at this place like made me feel like, oh my God, okay, you have, you are a part of the cool kids club when it comes to the spiritual world, right? Mm -hmm. And little did I know that that weekend was going to change the trajectory of so many of our lives, including myself, right? but including yours and so many other people that I met that weekend that I had no and like I knew you were coming, but like it didn't 
I don't know, it didn't like register to me until like the end of it. And you walked up to me and you were just like, I really want to work with you. And I'm like, really, Teresa? Like, because sometimes, as you know, when you've been friends with someone for so many years and you kind of know them intimately, sometimes it's like, well, I just know you and you can't help me. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's like that's or or you you get into that groove and you're just like, well, I'll support you in this way. Yes. And then, you know, we'll we'll cross path later on. Or life. some people that we went to high school with doesn't fucking support you at all because they're mm-hmm. just jealous hoes. <laughs> Hi, jealous hoes. What's up, girls? Hi, guys. Hi, jealous hoes. But you know what? <laughs> I'm so fucking rude. But you know what it is? Like, I fucking support everybody and you support everybody. And then it's like people like us, we don't get supported. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is that, Teresa? Tell me. I, I want to know. know. Tell me. Well, first of all, you're a smart girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Teresa's opinion on things. <laughs> so good. So she always has to wait for me to pause, though. Yes, um, I love the good, the, the good pause. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I almost canceled. Okay. <laughs> I almost canceled. You but guys, it has nothing to do with bitch. you. <laughs> Tell them, please, what it was about. So, again, I was six months after having my son. Yes. So you were scared. I was. Well, first of all, I was nursing. Yes. Oh, I remember. That's right. You were nursing and you were like, fuck, my titties are going to explode. <laughs> I was I was still nursing. So I'm like, I need a private room. Yes. I'm not going to be rooming with people that I don't know sitting yes. there pumping in front of them. Yes. Um, even though that doesn't bother me, but it's just like, no, I don't you know, know what other people are I'm thinking. kind of a prude. Hmm. I know that a lot of people think that I'm very like open, but when it comes to like physical body stuff, I'm very prudish. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be milking my boobs in front of people I don't know. I mean, and I just, back, that's not my jam. And back then it was like I was... Like the things that you're wearing, it's not, they're not pretty. No. When you're, when right. you're nursing. Right. So, um, and I, like, I loved yoga back then as yes. well. Like yes. I, I still love yoga. Um, but I was totally into the whole idea of going to, to Kripalu, mm, but. Cause you could do the classes right. and all that. Yeah. I could get the whole experience, but I was going by myself. Ugh, so scary. As, as a hormonal mom oh my God. and i had no idea what to expect but do you feel though that everyone there like really was so cool absolutely it was so welcoming i, I mean i still i still follow some of the people that yeah. i went with and we had a pajama jammy jam mm-hmm. so i had uh dj nicks shout out to dj nicks if you're listening to the bitches podcast Woo-hoo. we love you dj nicks um i had a house dj come in and we did like a huge dance party because the spiritual work that I do the weekend of Kripalu, of Bichapalooza, of any of these like long events, you know, that are more than a day, that, and even a day events can be heavy, but they're right. heavy. You know, you do a lot of shadow work. You dig really deep. You figure out a lot of things about yourself. And I always say like, the worst is when you just did like say mortality meditation and then you just like I go just, back to your room and you're like, oh my God, where do I hang myself? Right, right. Instead of being like, hey, now I'm going to like put on some fun pajamas. I'm going to go dance with all these new, new girls that I met. I'll be honest, like talking about going bas- back to basics, <laughs> most of the things that I do on a daily basis, I learn there. Really? Because I, I was actually, that was one of my questions is what do you think were like your some of your biggest takeaways from doing a retreat I with mean, me? I mean, the the biggest takeaway was meditation. Yeah. Like I, and I taught you a bunch of different modalities yes. that weekend. I had never done meditation before in my life. And I, every time you're like, does anyone have any questions? My hand was always up. I love it. <laughs> I love always, a good question person. What, what do you do when you, when you finish meditation? Like, right. what do you do? How long do you meditate for? What's how, how, what should I do when I'm meditating? What's the way to meditate? And I was very intrigued by meditation because I felt like there were so many people out there that were doing meditation yeah. that it was 
I, I felt like I needed this. And there was something that was drawing me to yes. meditation. Yes. So like I would wake up in the morning for at Kripalu. We'd always, there would always be like, food was always like quiet. Yes. It was like anytime you had breakfast or dinner. You know I got thrown out of that, right? <laughs> I do know you. <laughs> they, they were like, you need to go. Because so, you're not being quiet and so you're being a troublemaker. Dinner, f- food time was like, it was like very quiet. You, yes. you couldn't talk to anyone. So you, so what she's trying to say, guys, is you wake up in the morning and you like <laughs> shit and shave and whatever you shower, right? The three mm-hmm. S's. And then you go down to like the main cafeteria at this retreat center and it's a silent breakfast. Unless you're an asshole and you want to go into the non-silent breakfast room, which which there's like only one table and it's all a bunch of like fucking back, back end kids. Which is where Katie is. Which is where I ended up when they threw me out of Kripalu over, now we're talking almost 20 years ago, when I went to go see Dr. Joe Dispenza, which was my first, first Kripalu experience. And I talked to Dr. Joe Dispenza and I was like, you know, I got th- thrown out of your fucking retreat. <laughs> and he was like, and now you're teaching here? And I was like, I know. We can turn it around. Full circle. Yeah, we can go full circle. We can actually make something of ourselves. But I remember I was like pouring cereal or granola into like yogurt and I used a slotted spoon instead of like a solid spoon and the granola went everywhere and I just started fucking laughing and they were like, you need to leave. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so as you know, when I first came out of Kripalu that night, I was like, you guys know, like 15 years ago, I literally got thrown out of here. And now I'm fucking teaching. Like, how dope <laughs> is that? So that just means like any time you have a dream, you can achieve it. Cause, Absolutely. Because if I got thrown out of Kripalu, you could do anything. I mean, the whole weekend I'm I'm there and I was there and you're like, did you go anywhere to eat? And I'm like, I didn't know I could leave. <laughs> I thought I was here. Oh my God, it. you thought it was like prison? I thought I had to stay. <laughs> So I just did everything there, which was fine. I mean, it no, was... Teresa, I don't even, I didn't even stay there. I was like, bye guys. I need to go to my hotel where there's lots of alcohol <laughs> and like sex. But you know what? I was by myself. And it was, it was good for you. It was really good for me because it, you was, know, it made me sit with myself. Deepak Chopra, who was one of my mentors, we know when I went on my spiritual mm-hmm. journey and he says a lot um, in stillness, I find my true self. And when you're in an environment where you're always bombarded by talking and sound, you really don't get to get that um, infinite intelligence to talk to you and say like, hey, you know, maybe you should do this or maybe you should go down this this road or maybe you are, maybe you do have some depression right now and you need to go talk to someone or you need to go to Kripalu and go to this thing and have this spiritual awakening. Absolutely. Do you feel like you had a spiritual awakening that weekend? I, I know I did. That's, I know I That did. makes me so happy. Yeah, by the way. because I mean, like I would sit, like I, I never... When you know when you're little and you get the diaries with the lock yes. and everything like that, I never used a fucking one. No, no. Oh, I used to talk so much shit about my mother. Oh my god! I'm like this bitch hit me with a wooden spoon. <laughs> my, I wish the cops would come. No, my my diaries. <laughs> I never knew what to write. In you them. just like the diary. Yeah, you like. Just, oh, this is cute. My little Lisa, Lisa Frank. Frank. Yeah. <gasps> Look at my nails. Just, my nails yes. are Lisa Frank right Lisa now. Lisa Frank. It looked like I love unicorns. Yes. And anything sparkly. And but you were like would open your diary like what the fuck do I write exactly in there? so but who I, teaches us this shit Teresa right who's like hey you want to talk to God you want to talk to infinite intelligence you want to talk to the universe go ahead and write some shit right and I, just let it pour out of you and don't and don't judge yourself and someone told me that I was not a good writer <gasps> who said that I'm not going to was say was it a teacher I'm not going to say just say it was it a teacher <laughs> was it a person in your family or was it a teacher uh, oh more more of a teacher. So it it's was, just like when some bitch teacher told me I wasn't good at math, but guess what? I'm counting all my cheddar now, bitch. <laughs> One, two, three, four. And five. guess what? Now I got an iPhone and I can just use my calculator. 
You're never going to have a calculator at you with you at 24-7. No. Yeah, guess what, bitch? Guess what? By the way, you can't see this right now, but Teresa has a bottle of wine in her hand. She's getting ready, ready to pour, to pour her pour drink. Pour it. Yeah. Pour it. Pour that shit. And you. This is what we do here on The Bitch. No, I shouldn't say that because we've never drank on The Bitch's podcast ever. This is the first time. But I love to drink. I haven't been drinking. So here we are. Whatever. Makes me... It, this, this it's, it's like old school. It's like old times. Except we didn't... We couldn't afford this wine. It was, we it would was drink beer? Mad Dog 2020. It, or beer. Or Boone's Farm. Mm. Do you remember Boone's Farm? It was like strawberry flavored wine and it was like you would just shit yourself. What's profusely. the peppermint? Well, we'd do peppermint schnapps. Ooh. Or... or um, Fireball or all that shit, but it wasn't Fireball back then. It was like cinnamon schnapps. Yeah, but it wasn't even cinnamon schnapps. It was like aftershock. Uh, aftershock. <gasps> Teresa, said you want me to tell you a story about aftershock real quick? <laughs> so I was we going to get back to my story. I was too. going to the club one time in Saugus. <laughs> Wait, Cute. which club in Saugus? What I the feel fuck like... is it called? The complex? No, oh, no, no, not the no, complex. What the fuck was it Providence. called? It was in Saugus. They just ripped it down recently. What the fuck was it called? I don't know. I feel like I've been there. They had like all the different rooms. My my husband used to um, say that he was a bouncer there, but he was really working in the kitchen. He was scoffing plates. This is a true story. Like Matt would be like to all the girls like, yeah, like I work in the, I work in the, I'm a bouncer. And it's like, no motherfucker. You're really just like, you're in the kitchen. You're you're feeding dishes into a dishwasher. So aftershock. So aftershock, we had a bottle of aftershock. We were just like doing shots on the way up there. And the palace, that's what it was called. Remember the palace in yes. Saugus? Now it's like a Lowe's or something. Or the a palace, Home Depot. The palace had like multiple rooms, Yeah, it was right? like, this room is like 80s, techno, this room is techno. This room's a wrap. Yes, oh, yes. It was so fun. We spent lots of time in the techno room. <laughs> I love that. You know I love techno. Oh. I'm a sick techno freak. But we had this aftershock. We were just doing shots. And Jessica Carvalho, do you remember Jessica Carvalho? Mm-hmm. She was like, if you- Shout out to Jess. Hey, Jess Carvalho, if you're listening. She would be like, Yo, if you break this bottle and you eat the rock candy at the bottom, you'll get fucked up. It's almost like back in the day when so you were, shards of glass. Bitch. And <laughs> I was bleeding. I was like on the dance floor, like blood was like dripping down my face and I didn't give a fuck. And I was like, I know my bowels right now are being cut like a million times, but I don't give a shit if I bleed blood tomorrow out of my asshole. And we wonder why our bodies are fucked up now. You guys, do you understand? Like, for all of you young people listening to us, I'm 41. Teresa, you're going to be 41 in August. August. <clears throat> Not quite there yet. But you understand the things that we put our bodies through, and we are still here, and we are still adorable. So don't worry about it. I'm hilarious and adorable. You are. I am. I'm hilarious and adorable, too. <laughs> and I still have good tits. <laughs> Nope. I still get Sorry. laid. No, but you've breastfed babies. Mm. But you also had did never had big old titties. No. I was always not. huge titties. Now they're just like socks with rocks in them. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Tube socks with golf balls at the end. Empty toothpaste tubes. Absolutely. No. Well, you know what? All that matters is John still motorboats you and he, you still get laid. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all Because that there's matters. girls out there with really perfect bodies and perfect tits and they mm-hmm. don't get fucked at all. Mm-mm. Because they're just like, no one likes me. I'm insecure. Absolutely. Because they're not listening to the Ambitious Podcast. All right. Sorry. Hi, guys. I digress. I told you we were having wine. And this is what this is. We're going around the mulberry bush at this point. We're going around the mulberry bush. All right. So let me bring you back. Teresa was at Kripalu. She was living her best life. She was having a spiritual awakening. I left there and I literally meditated and journaled every day. From after Kripalu? After Kripalu. Wow. And... On the last day, Matt got up there and said, "How you know if you're interested in joining uh, Katie with her with her program?" Yeah, 
And so I got on the phone with my husband and I said, listen, I'm going to join three months. Yes. And we'll see how it goes from there. <laughs> okay. Three, three, three years later. <laughs> so I. More than that now. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. So I, I signed up for the three month um, protocol. And back then it was like three We were months, doing one-on-ones. One-on-ones. Yeah. Everything and Facebook posts. And oh God, like we had that. a Facebook group. Yep. Now I haven't been on Facebook for like two yeah. something years. And on that back then, it was just literally like you would give everyone their individual, um, their individual meal plan. Yes, I would do everyone's meal plans, everyone's nutrition plans, everything workout plans. Everything was like one on one. Right. Yes. So it was legit one on one. And then somewhere March area, you started saying, "Okay, we're going to do this plan." Yes. I'd like to see you know do pictures. Yes. Let's let's take a look at what we're doing and see where we go from there and i because i was just actually showing you the pictures from so march of 2000 blew my mind 2019 you guys we're gonna post these on our instagram mm-hmm. because and my app the ambitious academy app like get over there and look at this shit because she was just showing me her starting pictures mm-hmm. and you were showing me like your progress pictures and i've seen them before obviously right but to see them again i'm like fuck i haven't seen those in right. so long and like how how much weight did you release when you started doing like the protocol? So when I was on at Kripalu with yes, you, yes. I was 180 pounds. Okay. Because obviously that was six months out yeah, from having, absolutely. Hen- having Henry. Mm-hmm. And then in March of 2019, I was 151 pounds. Wow. And then I kept losing. And I can't remember where I was at the end of 2019. Yep. But that was just a weight loss thing. Yeah. And I was, we, Katie and I were talking about this earlier. And then in 2020, uh, Katie came up with um, A2AP. A2AP. Yeah. A 28 day is- program. It's fasting and refeeding yep. and spirituality and like hardcore inner child work and death meditation right. and everything. And, and Katie was, Katie reached out to me and she said, I think you need to do this. And I was like, well, if you feel this is in my wheelhouse, like the next step, let's do this. Okay. So I signed up and I signed up blindly. <laughs> and then I got the, I got, I, like. I got the uh, PDF. And, and you shot like, your pants. I literally cried when I saw 48 hour fast and 72 hour fast. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. You like, trusted me. I did. Like, you know, there was there was that trust that I had in Katie because, you know, she's not going to steer me wrong. Like Mm-mm. she's obviously researched this. She has a master's in everything that she's talking about. And I care about me- people more than like anything else in the world. Exactly. So. Um, she's not going to steer me in the wrong direction. So I was like, okay. And so I went through and I talked to John about this and I said, this is what I'm doing yep. and let's go buy all the stuff that I oh need to buy. God. And like, I followed it because back then you literally laid out everything. It was psychotic. Meal plan by meal plan. Yes. Day, day by, by day. day. Yes. And day by day. Day, day by day. <laughs> everything goes back to music. Always. Um. So, but we... Like I, I literally was like, okay, I need to weigh out my 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 meat. Yeah. To weigh out my, my veggies, veggies and everything, and my fats and proteins. And um, I went into the forty eight hour fast, not knowing what to expect. Yes. And the other thing that scared me was the fact that I had the three kids. Yeah. And like, how am I going to not murder my children? Well, not only that, and but do this. How am I not going to eat in front of them? And Ooh. they ask me not. They ask me, mommy, why, why are you not eating? Right. Yes. So, by the way, that's a big thing for a lot of women that I coach because they're like, I don't want to give my kids body issues. But I say to them, but you're not doing it to be like a sick pup or have some kind of like mental 
no. disorder with eating. It's it's to literally break the habit of being sexually inclined to make sweet, sweet love to your food. Well, not only that, but I, I talk to the girls on the um the app as yeah. well. And we talk about like when I talk to my kids about fasting. Yes. And my kids will now be like, um, are you fasting? Does Katie know what you're eating right now? <laughs> I love it. Um, they are so into this. That's amazing. Um, but I've talked to my kids about fasting and I I tell them it's mommy's way of trying to figure out what she's what she can eat and what she can't eat. It's yeah. not I never mention weight. And what you're feeling, right, Teresa? Because like a lot of times, like we've had this conversation a million times, but sometimes you eat and you're not even hungry mm-hmm. and you don't even need to eat. But it's like either A, you're so fucking stressed out. Mm-hmm. You're so overwhelmed. And you know, I mean, I was raised very similar to you that like food was the epicenter of the universe. Absolutely. So if you're sad, you eat. You're mad, you eat. You're glad you eat. You do good on a test, you eat. You you know, you got jumped food in school. Food is the celebration and the, every, and the punishment. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to almost, well, I created the program more for myself because I was like, I have to break this addiction with food because I need to start figuring out what the fuck is wrong with me inside and stop relying on, you know, Ben and Jerry. Right. And, right. You know, because we don't oh, need that shit. I mean, there's plenty of times where I went down to Johnson's Pond with a um, whole entire jar of, of um, the frosting. <laughs> I'm dead. Like, like vanilla frosting. Wait a minute. What? Excuse me? Johnson's Pond. Wait a minute, you frosting. go to Johnson's Pond. A frosting with a thing of frosting mm-hmm. and vanilla you would just... chocolate and just entire thing. You wouldn't. Oh, absolutely. You are turning me on so much. Right now. <laughs> would you just be like so fucked up and you're like, I need this. That, this is going to make me feel better. There was a few people that joined me on this the, this venture. <laughs> I, so, I never did. I was never no, invited. This, to was, spot. this was a different. This was a different group. But there, <laughs> this was um this was how we coped with things. Yeah. I mean, and and honestly, it's okay, but. That's what TV showed us. I, I mean, like if you break up with, with your boyfriend, you get look at married a, with children. Yes. You sit on the couch and you eat ice you cream eat bonbons. Oh my God. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I love that show, and by the way. you do your hair and you kick your foot. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, that's, that was our female role models growing up mm-hmm. was like Peg and Kelly Bundy. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know who these people the are, Google Alantra. it. The new Alantra. <laughs> the new Alante. Was it, it Alantra? <laughs> Elantra is like a Hyundai. <laughs> that's that's what it is. No, I think the it's like new. the new Elanta. Elanta. We're gonna we gotta Google this up, after. It's the Elantra. I'm dead. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, be be on the lookout for the what actually happens at the end it's of this. It's the Bundy bounce. It was the Bundy bounce. Listen, my husband isn't isn't all. I'm married with. I children. love married with yeah. children too. Oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out because <laughs> now I'm like, am I my, my brain fucking slipping? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> But no, that's how we were all raised. Mm -hmm. And so you think about like, okay, instead of like meditating and journaling and taking some deep breaths and doing sound healing and like being around your soul sisters, which is everything that I have created over the last couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. You go and get a fucking thing of frosting and you go eat it at Johnson's Pond. Right. What is worse than that? I mean, I'm looking at the Teresa 5.0. Yeah. Right. So. Could you imagine doing that now, Teresa? No. Not even cross no. your mind? No. I mean, like, I couldn't even get through a quarter of that. Oh, my God. And listen, no one loves frosting more than I do. I love me a good frosting. Yeah, I'm fucking right. Especially a good buttercream. Oh, sexual. But I couldn't, like, eating an entire jar of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. But when we, like, looking at the 28-day protocol, 28 day protocol, shitting my pants, scared as fuck, <laughs> yes. looking at it the first day, yes. and then- 
And then the first, like going through the 48 hours, eating my first meal, I think like that first meal tasted beyond It's a religious experience. Oh my gosh. It's like God came down and he teabagged you right on your chin. The fucking heavens lit up. Heavens opened. Like the the angels sang. Oh yeah, they were blowing their trumpets. Their hallelujahs. Absolutely. And I think I just had like chicken and, and broccoli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With nothing, a little bit of butter. Nothing fancy. Salt and pepper. Yeah, absolutely. It was the best because you have such a heightened experience. now, And a if, deep appreciation for food. Absolutely. And the fact that like if you, depending on how far you went with your like your cleansing. Yes. Like if you were someone like because you, you obviously contacted us before and said this whole week I'd like you to start to cut down clean your out your sugars shit. clean it out and things like that yeah. and no gluten no sugar no right. alcohol yeah yeah so she she preps you for it and then like gets you into it and so like i was cleaning out my sugars i was cleaning yeah. out my gluten and not eating a lot of that stuff and so then my 48 hour fast i was feeling okay you know like and back then we didn't have alternatives to drinking. Yeah. So it was literally straight up water. The salt water. Oh, jizz juice. Yes. Yes. Or mermaid water. Mermaid like water. No, like I just call it, it jizz juice because it tastes like cum. <laughs> let's be honest. Not that I've drank a lot of cum in my life, but let's let's say it was a little salty. Here we go. Here so, we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, but if you didn't, if you were like detoxing a lot from that sugar, you were having the headaches. Oof. You were having the cravings. And you you're were... cr- like fucking depressed because right. you're like, oh my God, like all the things that I used to rely on to make me feel comfort, I can't fucking rely on that anymore. It's literally a detox. Yeah. So like yelling at your kids. Yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> Beating your husband's face in. A full, full on out. Like if Rage. you don't just go to bed, yes. things can happen. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So, um. Once I made it past the 48, I was like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the next day it was a OMAD and OMAD. And then the weekend was two two meals a day. Yep. And then the next week, 48. And, you and know, by like, the way, guys, she's not even talking about the spiritual shit that I have. You oh, I haven't even talked about yeah, the she hasn't child. Even, so I just, this is not just like a, for all of you guys who are like, oh my God, I'm going like to lose weight and I don't have to do this. It is so much deeper than just the the fasting and the meals. It is like, the it's really the spiritual stuff. Let me tell you, because I mean, when I worked with Katie from 2019 to the 2020, it was just the food. Yes. And I was able to lose that weight. Like I can, I can do like, a, like any of those like work, yes. like, you know, like we're going to have a work challenge and we can lose the weight. <sighs> yep. I can do those yep. like, like with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. But Katie was like, okay, not only do you have to do this, but you have to do a meditation, this specific meditation every <laughs> single day. Yep. And you have to journal and you have to do your, your measurements and you have to do all this. So. And post it in a public forum <laughs> exactly. for all the other women from all over the world to see. And your pictures. But doesn't it keep you honest as fuck? Absolutely. It's And you have an accountability partner that yes. Katie picks out for you. Yes. Yes. Which. Shout out to Mara because she was my first ma- accountability oh, pal- I partner. Mara Matlack, and- if you're listening, hey girl, hey. Oh my god, I love that bitch. She was amazing. She's amazing, and you know she cured her polycystic ovarian syndrome. She did. Yeah. Oh, good. For Just her. from doing HAP, yeah. like a three or four rounds of it. Yeah. And she's like a different human being. I because of I it. love her. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I love. Mara. You need to reach out to her. Yes. I I talked to her recently. Um, about my book she had texted me and that's the last time i talked to her but she's you know i used to do pageants with her back mm-hmm. in the day she was she used to do miss 
Massachusetts America with me and that's how I met her. We stayed accountability partners for like three months mm-hmm. because awesome. like we just, you just, got, you just well. gelled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. hundred percent. So like you, you had all this stuff going for you that you had to like accountability. You had all these pictures that you had to post. All and, the weekly calls where I yelled at everybody. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, I like to yell. I mean, like I could, I, I can do a weight loss program. No problem. But it's the, she had us, she, had us do the same meditation every day. Yes. And it's an inner child hearing, healing, yep. which is like, you have to sit down with yourself. Yeah. And how many people do that? And what There's, people don't realize too is so much of their problems are because they have had fucked up childhoods mm-hmm. or not even some of them fucked up childhoods, but just childhoods where they weren't seen enough or they weren't heard enough or I'm not saying their parents used to beat the fuck out of them and put them in the basement in a well. I'm talking about like, just little nuanced things that you don't realize like create this brandment on your soul where you can never like really go to the next level because there's always something holding you back. There was an, a day where during COVID, John and I would do yoga every yeah, morning together. That's awesome. So every six o'clock AM, like I would wake up my husband, he would come and join me for yoga yep. until he hurt his arm because. Yeah, right, you know. John. <laughs> Stop spanking your monkey. Um, so he hurt his he hurt his shoulder. But every day we'd get up and we were doing the yoga. We went into shavasana. I went into meditation and I looked at him and I said, "Oh my god!" And like this was, let me tell you, this was months after doing the inner child healing. Yeah. Every yeah. single day. Yeah. Um, like the first month of inner child healing produced a lot and then the second month so january february because it's layers right? right you think oh i'm good and then all of a sudden you're like whoa where's this coming from and, and march is when covid hit so yep. i think i think it was april i was doing my meditation i looked at my husband i said holy shit and he's like what and i was like i i always strive for the best like my my parents like my my sister and i she was a year older than me and like i was I was always a straight A student. Yeah. She wasn't. Yeah. And my parents were always like, you, you know, you have to reach this in order, like would always tell my sister, like yes. you have to get this in order to get this. Yeah. And so like, you need to get like A's and B's in your report card in order to get your okay. ears pierced. Cool. I'd been getting A's and B's on the report <laughs> card and I never got my ears pierced. See? Nothing against my parents. No. Nothing against oh, my sister. Shout out. Shout out to the Sabina Sabina family. <laughs> love them. Love them. But at the same time, it was like. There was different. This was standards different strokes different. and different standards for you and your other siblings. So. And I went through the same thing with my mom and dad too. Right. So I, I felt like there's this whole stigma that I like I uncovered. Yeah. And it like it was so simple. But like, but how much was it holding you it, back from being your true authentic self? Exactly. It took me forever to figure out like, I don't, I actually reached this already and I'm still reaching for it because I think I have to meet the standard because someone else hasn't reached oh, it. It's so hard. It's so hard. And like, Teresa, you've known me for a million years. Like mm-hmm. there was no point in my life growing up where you thought that Katie Boyd was going to be like this motivational speaker. Oh, I mean- Best car, maybe <laughs> maybe the best stripper, maybe the best like fucking keg stand bitch. The eclipse in senior year oh and that written, winning your you know the yes. best car and well, yeah. Allison Cardoza had a cl- eclipse and I had a cougar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Allison was very upset with me. Mm-hmm. But Allison was the, my she those, was my ride or die. The 
the the gold hoover. it was like a greenish gold it was mm-hmm. really sexy and i had a remember i had a car phone mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like 72 dollars for a minute was it like was it like zach morris's car yes phone? dude it was like a bag <laughs> phone i thought i was the sexiest piece of ass but that i wasn't supposed to be the person i am today i had to go through all this pain and then i had to do all this work and i had to literally torture myself in so many ways to become the person that's here now right right and so my goal was like, okay, if I can do this, I can teach this to everyone, right? And then you came to Kapalu and you signed up for like all the things and you followed it to a T. And in that, so in that time period when you first went to Kapalu and you started doing H2AP and all the food stuff, how much weight did you lose in total? Joint, uh, went to Kapalu was 180. Okay. Um, after... Everything, all of it. Hmm. It's probably fifty pounds. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a fucking amazing. And now I'm still at. She's doing. Still, she's doing math on her fingers. You know, <laughs> I, I love I it. I am to- totally actually to the my lowest, which we've talked about. Yeah, we've talked about in extent. Yes, because like we were, there were times where it was like I'm getting too low. Well, because you have this part of you just like me, which is very competitive and and, and very overachiever and very nitpicky and very perfectionist. And attached to the scale. And attached to the scale and attached to just like the outcome. And I could see you going down that road. And me as your coach was like, yo, like mm-hmm. you don't have to do this to yourself. You're incredible just the way you are. Like, let's start working on your flexibility. Let's start working mm-hmm. on like all these other aspects and not just so much weight. Because as right. you know, like I was attached to the scale my whole life. I was you know, super into exercise and food and all this stuff. Which is one of the reasons why I trust you so much yeah. because you've gone down this path. Oh yeah, more than once, like a million times. Being attached to a scale. Yeah. Um, going through- Doing the, steroids, the, doing growth yeah, hormone. Up and down. Starving yourself, exactly. vomiting. I mean, I did knowing, it all, dude. Knowing what you your body needs and what your yeah. body actually mm-hmm. really physically desires. Absolutely. And requires. 100%. Um, so the- like we talked about this and at one point you're like, sometimes you need to go lower to see where you are at. Yeah. And so like at my lowest, I was probably like, I lost 60 pounds. Wow. That's amazing though. Not, it's amazing. not, not, yeah, exactly. Not where I wanted to be. Yes. And now to this day, yeah, I'm at you look amazing. 50 pounds. So healthy, lost. so strong. And I think it's even crazier is, so you did this thing for Apollo, mm-hmm. right? You did H2AP. You had this incredible experience with it, with ambitious, with our sisterhood, with all this stuff. But what I think is so fucking cool, even cooler than that, which I think is dope, but even cooler than that is that you started doing mentorship with me. Mm-hmm. So that was one aspect. And you became a yoga instructor. Yes. That was one of my biggest things. Like that even started before COVID started. Wow. Like I was so true. I was trying to get, and you were in on this too, because I was trying to get my school to sponsor me to do Mm -hmm. a school based Mm -hmm. yoga um, certification. And so then once school kind of shut down, I looked at, looked online and tried to find some yoga certifications online. And one popped up and I was like, all right, let's do this. My husband said, said, yeah, go ahead and do it. This is totally up your alley. And I have like, 10 different yoga certifications, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, yoga is so, it's changed my life and it's so near and dear to my heart. And I was like, Teresa, do it 100%. And from the yoga Mm -hmm. and working with me in mentorship, Mm -hmm. 
now you've started your own company. I have. So guys, just so you know, Teresa's a teacher. She teaches band from what? Fifth, fifth grade to eighth grade. She's fifth pouring more wine, grade. by the way. Uh, by the way, guys, if you vacation. hear the fucking explosions of emails, I'm an asshole and I never shut my fucking <laughs> emails off. So I I apologize, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. By the way, this is also Teresa's vacation. That's why she could actually come up to my home in New Hampshire and do this work with me today because she's, you're usually like going fucking 24-7. My kids are at camp <laughs> or at daycare. So my guys. at daycare. Two oldest at camp. I love and, this for um, you. I love this for you. Today is my vacation day. Good for you. And so she came <laughs> up. We had food. We we're drinking wine. And we're going to do some um, calls for Ambitious Academy tonight. And then, I don't and know. And hot we'll, tub. Are we going to go in the hot tub? I, I brought my <gasps> bathing suit. Nuh-uh. Absolutely. I, brought, I actually brought two of them. So, so you can excited. decide which one I want to wear. I'm so excited. I can't <laughs> wait for my titties to float in the water in front of you. I'm so excited. So, sorry. Back to, back to all of my apologies. So, Teresa has taken these incredible baby steps where it's like, okay, you started with the weight. Mm -hmm. You started with your spirituality. You started with journaling. You started with all the things that I teach in Ambitious. And then you're like, you know what? Like, I want to do something on the side other than my teaching, which the teaching is incredible. You're an amazing teacher. But I'm, I'm kind of like you where it's like, I teach too. But you need like other things to kind of juice you because you got to, I don't know, you're like a multi-passionate entrepreneur. That's right. how I look at you. And, and I think... It sprang from like we were talking about getting the kids into setting intentions, which I think is so incredible. And you guys like you have to follow her Instagram. We're going to obviously put it in the show notes and stuff. But her Instagram is so dope because she's Teresa's gone through this incredible spiritual awakening. But I'm like, how dope would it be if you get your fucking kids involved in this shit? Like, I think a lot of moms and you can attest to this, Absolutely. but a lot of moms that I coach are like, I don't have time to do all this stuff because of my kids. And I'm like, get them involved. There are so many times when the kids pull out things that I've said to them yes. that they pull back on me. Like, I'll talk about breathing. Like <laughs> they're little fucking mirrors, dude. It's so <laughs> annoying. There's one time I was I was crying I, in the li in the kitchen. I I don't even remember why I was cr crying and like it was just a mess. And Henry, my youngest, he's mm. three years old. He came up to me. He Perfection, rubbed my he shoulders and he was like, "It's okay, Mama. Breathe." Oh, breathe. kill and, me now. And, like I I always try to talk to them about breathing and you know breath work and you know just. And you were having that moment and he came to you and he took what you taught him and said, Absolutely. like, dude, that is mm -hmm. like mother of the year award shit right there. The fact that they can, you you never know what they're listening to. <laughs> it's They're listening to everything. You know, they're, they hear every little thing you say, even if you don't think they, they hear Seriously. it. Seriously. So true. Like <laughs> I was putting them to bed the other night my husband was at work he was doing his his thing and it was late at night yeah. so i had to put all three of them to bed and the two girls have bunk beds in one room and henry has another room so it was trying to figure out how to maneuver between yes. the two because the girls wanted me and henry yeah. wanted me yep and um so i was like the girls were like can you lay your lay the body pillow in the middle of the of the hallway because we yep. live in a like one of those split levels so yep. i can lay it in the middle so she, like louise is like can you lay it in the middle and and lay between the two rooms and i was like okay i'll try you know well, let's see what happens and right henry was like not having it he was like i'm gonna bring my pillow out and lay in the hallway with you i love him like, okay so um lily's like 
mom, you're the best mom. Uh. And I was like, thanks. And then Henry did something. And I was just like, Henry. Ah! <laughs> and I was like, so you just told me I was the best mom, but I just yelled at Henry. And she's like, it's okay. Sometimes you need to yell to express your feelings. Sometimes you do. And I mean, the fact that they can, they, they get that. And I always, I always talk to them about the, the, there was someone I can't even remember now. It was on one of the women of impact that I listened to. Yes. And, um, she, she came on and she said, I always tell my son, I'm, this is the first time I'm the mom Mm. of your age. Yes. And it's like, that's, I always tell my kids that. Yep. I'm like, this is the first time I'm the mom of a 10-year-old. So I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm trying my best. Like, just like you, uh, this is your first time at your age. This is the first time I'm doing yes. this. So we're we're experimenting. Wow. So if I do something That's wrong. That's such a great way to look at it. And like, if I do something wrong, you need to tell me. Absolutely. And so like, there's been a couple of times where I was like, did I do something wrong? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you did. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, tell me. And they're like, I don't want to tell you you did something wrong. And I'm like... But you but it's going to help you get better. I was like, that's the only way I'm going to know Absolutely. if I did something wrong. And I'm not too proud. I am not too proud to tell tell my kids that I did something wrong. Yeah. It's like, that's that's the only way we can all grow. 100%. And like you as a mom, like, I'm, I don't want to get emotional, but like when I think of moms in general, like I look at you and I'm like, she is the mom that if I were to ever have a baby that's the mom that I would aspire to be like because you are just incredible. Oh, thanks. And I look up to you so much and the way that you bring your children into your spiritual practices and the way that you're doing like little intentions, which is the company that you created. Mm-hmm. You know, Teresa first came to me and she's like, Hey, I, I want to do these like intention boards. And I was like, tell me more. Cause this is what we do when we do mentorship, right? Mm-hmm. We spitball ideas and you know, I tell you like, okay, here's your marching minding, orders yeah. and all this stuff. And you said, you came to me and you said, I want to do these boards and I want to call them little intentions. And you know, you tell us in ambitious, you know, every day you should set your intentions for how you desire your day to be. Because everyone thinks that we just chalk our lives up to fate, but we don't. We have control over everything that happens to us. And I know that a lot of you guys are going to come for me and be like, well, how is that possible? No, you do. Because energetic vibrational frequency is what you put out there into the universe, right? So she came to me with this idea and I was like, this is so fucking genius. So you want to tell people a little bit about Little Intentions, how it started like the board and what it's kind of you know, progressed into at this point after working together for over a year? Yeah, absolutely. Like, So Little Intentions came to me, the whole idea of like, how should the kids set their set their day? And, you know, we always set our intentions for the day, right. whether you wake up and you give gratitude and you, you know, I intend to, you know, serve people and yes. do this. So I talked to my stu- my my students. I know I do the same thing. I'm like, I talked to my clients. and I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about this. Yes. I, I talked to my kids um, and I said, what are what are some things that you would like to get done? I went to the dollar, the dollar store. Yeah. And I got like we love the dollar store here in Massachusetts. Absolutely, <laughs> I got like a, a little like magnetic um, tray, and I got some magnets. And I was like, "What are some things that you think you would want to do yeah. in a day?" Yeah. So they talked about like being responsible, playing, smiling, laughing, like um, different, playful, being different things that they talked about. So we labeled all of them, and every day we picked one or two. Sometimes they picked all of them. Yeah. And that they wanted to do that for the day. So sometimes we'd set it at night. Some Sometimes we'd set it in the morning. And they would put their magnets in the center. And um, then we'd 
like see at the end of the day what they accomplished. And it was like a great way, first of all, to make a connection with your child. First thing in the morning. Yeah, exactly. When the house is fucking melee. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the night. Yeah. Like when you're going to bed, like, hey, were you playful today? Hey, did you smile today? Hey, did you laugh today? Were you responsible? Were you healthy? What did you eat? Yes. Um, So we, we set these intention boards. And then as it progressed i i built some more different ones and you know for boys for girls different things um and that as it progressed i'm like well in order to get to this point with your children you need to be in a good place yes as a mom so as a mom like are you okay because do you think like as a mom, like you just expect your kids to be a certain way and it's like you don't realize that it's like you set the fucking tone of that house, right? Like if you wake up in the morning, you're scattered and you're all over the place and you're fucked up and you're not in that flow, your kids are going to feel that shit, dude. How many times a day do you say I heard my mom come out of my mouth? <laughs> I don't even have little kids and I hear it all the time. So do you want that? I mean, I mean, there's some sometimes, people that, <laughs> not all the times. There's sometimes that like people like oh like that's that's perfectly fine. Yes. There's other times that you're like I I never want to be like my mom. Yeah. And there's some people that are are like that. They they never want to be like totally. their mom. They totally. They want to be themselves. They want, so, so you need to heal yourself. Yes. So between all the conversations with you, um. I came up with the fact that I need to work with moms. Yeah. And I need to make sure that moms know what they're doing yes. before they heal their children. Yes. Yes. Um, so moms heal first mm-hmm. and then children will heal second because even if they're little ones, they still are carrying all of this karmic ick, I would like to call it, from past lifetimes. Absolutely. You know, we're dragging shit from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. It's like, why does your kid not like heights? Why does your kid not like things around its neck? Why does your kid not like tight underwear? You're mm-hmm. like, where is this coming from? This is fucked up. But mm-hmm. they don't real people don't realize that so much of this is from past life residue. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And people don't think like that. So you created these boards. And now where can people purchase them? They can come to my website. Okay. What's your website? Littleintentions.com. L-I-L. L-I-L. Lil. Like little. Lil. Yeah. Because we used to call my grandmother. My, yeah. In in Polish, Babchi yes. is grandmother. Koham. And um, Koham. And um, Kohamcha? When. <laughs> is that, is that what, how you say it? No, just Koham. How do you say I love you? Uh, Koham. That's it? I love you. Yeah. I thought it was Kohamcha. <laughs> You can make What's up che? whatever you... I don't know. That's, Fuck, I'm speaking Portuguese and Polish. <laughs> you're, you're combining It's a sitch. It's a sitch. It's okay. <laughs> um, so when you have... Yacha uh, Koham is actually how... I love you. Yacha oh. Cha is... I, th- I knew it was a Ch. Yacha Koham. Okay, see? Yeah. I'm so, a little Polish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit Polish. I'm a little bit Portuguese. It's, it's the, it's the in, in, ingrained yes, Polish. Yes, it is. By the way, Teresa's mom, Henrietta, had Koham on her um, car. She still does. <gasps> She still has that. I really hope to inherit. You need that. That oh vanity my god, plate. that's her vanity plate for her car. But see, everyone looks at it and goes like, "What's Cockham mean?" Co- or Kochum. <laughs> it's not. It's Koham. Yeah, yeah. I um, love the Polish folk. Yeah, They're my fave. I don't even know where we're going with this. I had too much wine. No, you're talking about. <laughs> I love you so much. No, we're talking about little intentions and where they can go to okay. your bopshi. My bopshi. was why you call okay. it little, little, so, little. Bopchi. I'll keep you on point, bitch. Okay, thank you. 
<laughs> so Bobchi is grandmother in Polish. Yes. And my grandmother was, she's, God rest her soul. When she was alive, she was very concerned with how the children would know that she was Bobchi and my mother was Bobchi when oh. it was, like, she was yes. great. Yes. So it was like, is it like great Bobchi and like, like Rababcha okay. is great, the great grandmother. Grandmother. Rababcha. 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 Um, but Bobchi is grandmother. grandmother. So Jaden was the first of the grandchildren. Yes. So, Which is Catherine's young, the oldest daughter. Yes. Yes. And she's now 16. Crazy. So um, she came around and she just said, well, you know, there's, there's Bobchi, which is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And there's little Bobchi. Yeah. Little L-I-L. I love this. Little Bobchi. And she, cause she was so small. Yeah. Like I remember when I, as I was growing up, literally standing next to her and measuring myself against her. Oh my God. As I grew and as she shrunk. Was she tiny? Oh, she was tiny. She was, she had to have been like under five foot. So she inspired you to call it Little Intentions. Little Intentions, L-I-L. And the whole thing with your company is that you're taking these incredible boards Mm -hmm. every morning with your children. You're like, okay, guys, let's set our intentions for the day. They have magnets. They have the boards. They get to pick their own intentions for the day. Mm -hmm. And you're setting them up not only on the right foot, but you're setting them up with one of my pillars is rituals. Mm -hmm. So spiritual, non-negotiable rituals. So what are your spiritual, non-negotiable rituals? Well, when I was a little kid, my mom did this board with me and I always set my intention. So what happens is, and we always talk about this, we always say, don't you wish that we had us as parents sometimes Mm -hmm. when we were growing up because we could be like, yo, let's meditate, let's do this, let's do that. But they did, God bless our parents. I love them to death, all of them. They just didn't didn't know. They They just didn't know. You know, I always say like, and I say in my book, like unless your mother was, uh, you know, a high priestess and your father was a a shaman, you're probably not being raised this way. Absolutely. Right, and then this is the way to be raised. Right, and then like, you know, I'll go to a crystal store and I'll buy crystals for myself and the kids will like, well, how do I buy crystals? And I'm like, well, you have to find one that you're drawn to yes. and that you that speak to you when they're in your hands. Yes. And my daughter one time put it in her hand and she was like, it's not talking to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but how cool is that? Yeah. And so like I tried to explain to them, it's not going to really talk to you. It's, yeah. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel yes. some sort of vibration or some yes. sort of connection to mm-hmm. it. So one of my my oldest daughter just really like like feels drawn to mm-hmm. things. My my middle child, like I can pick up her pillowcase and drop it on the floor, and it there's like fifty like, fucking rocks in it. Absolutely, I love it. It's it's filled. But with this stuff. was not before Kapalu. No, this all oh, kind of coalesced like after Kapalu. Yeah. So all of this stuff, like I, I felt the need to in- include them in everything. Yeah. yeah. Because so that's so now everything that I do, I include them in. It's awesome. And um, oh God, I hope that I hope that what you're saying right now inspires mothers that are listening to this because you are literally the epitome of an ambitious mother. Oh, I mean, Beyond. even even meditation, like meditation is supposed to be this peaceful, spiritual yeah, thing. Right. The, there's times when like I'll meditate with my kids and like Henry will sit on my lap yeah. and literally put different crystals in my hand oh. as we go throughout the 10 minutes or 15 minutes. How that dope is that? And uh, the the idea is that like he kn- he knows that I'm sitting there for ten minutes. Yeah. No matter what. Like, yeah. This is so my whatever you do, minutes. mommy's sitting here for ten minutes. Yeah. But doesn't that send the message to your children like you have to take time for yourself to like reset and recenter? Absolutely. Like in, even like they'll be like, mommy, like they'll like, 
can you rub my back? Mm. And I'm like, who's going to rub my back? Okay, I'll rub your back today. And so we we take turns like doing things and they know that I need just as much as they do. Yeah. So So people can go on your website, they can buy your boards mm -hmm. and they can follow you on Instagram and they can see all the cool shit that you're doing. So what's your Instagram handle? Where where can they find it? Little dot intentions. Yes. And same thing on Facebook. I love it. Do you do a lot of stuff on Facebook? I, I do I do I post both places. Oh, cool! All right, yeah. so I didn't know if it was just Insta or because I'm not on the fa- I'm not on the fake book. I know, I know. Mark Zuckerberg can suck my butthole, <laughs> motherfucker. I still I'm have- like, I mean, like Mark Zuckerberg can literally suck my butthole all the day, but I'm still on Instagram only because it's like I still want that place where I can be like, hey guys, come over to my app. They can even follow me because, like, you know, I'm. I mean, you know me. I'm. Not only do I do like the kid stuff but i'm also a runner and a yoga yeah enthusiast. oh she's fucking amazing i wouldn't even run if the cops were chasing me and this bitch <laughs> actually runs for like real fun i'm like what are you doing literally like but you my weren't first... doing that before any of this right no. you weren't running oh absolutely not like i didn't start running again like i i ran but like after i had kids like when i was pregnant i couldn't run yeah like, i just was miserable yeah 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 um so i didn't get back into running until like March of 2020. Now, what is your next steps with your company with little intentions and all the things you're doing? Like, what does your future bring? I have a 28 day program. That's awesome. That I would like to introduce to some moms. Love it. Um, I've gone through the beta testing and everything. Yeah, and people, people loving have, it. Have have loved it. So and exciting. It's a meditation and journaling um, program. So that I would love to like have some people try it out. Yes. And, and they um, can purchase it right on your website. Right. Yep. Perfect. And you have a, you just recorded a five minute meditation, correct? Yep. So what I have is if you come to my, my, pro, my um, website, yep. um, as soon as you like set up to um, take the first step yep. and log in yep. and be a member of the program, mm-hmm. then you can, um, you'll submit that and then I'll send you the five minute meditation. It's awesome. And then every month you'll get a newsletter. Um, and if you can come back to my website, you can come purchase the, I love um, this. the program for the 28 days. So sweet. Yeah. And what are you doing in the program mostly? It's like um, um, each week is a meditation. Yes. So there's four meditations. Yes. Um, and then there's seven journal problems to go with, along with every meditation. Awesome. awesome. I love this. And they can also buy your boards. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's dope. So all your moms out there that want to start doing stuff with your kids in this way, and you just want like a very low pressure entry point to like start mm-hmm. incorporating spirituality and like how I talk about in bitches, like your non-negotiable spiritual practices and your morning rituals, like this is the way to do it. And they can go to littleintentions.com. Mm-hmm. And they can also follow you at Little Intentions, at Little Intentions on Instagram. I'll post both of the things in the show notes, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is, if you could like just give me like a brief synopsis of like, what are the biggest things that you've gained in your life since you started doing stuff in the ambitious realm? And I love she's pouring wine right now. And I think it's like <laughs> the end, Teresa. Nope, there's enough for you. Oh, geez, Louise. I don't know if I need any more. Nope, you're I might have shit more. my pants. You're going to have more. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're finishing off the bottle together. Mary, mother of Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this together. I'm not doing this on my own. Okay. I think the reason why I created the meditation and the journaling is because that's the first thing that resonated with me. Yeah. When I started doing it with you, you were like, oh, this is like up my alley. 100%. Mm I'm trying to create a small short enough thing for moms yeah. that are busy mm-hmm. that are don't have enough time 
um, because we all know that we're super busy. But which is bullshit, though, Teresa, because you are literally the busiest bitch I've ever met and you make time <laughs> for everything. But there's a science to it. Right. There's Absolutely. a science to it. And you control your time and you control your energy. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of other people are doing that. And that's why people go like, I don't have time to do this. I don't right. have time to meditate. I don't have time to do this. It's like, I mean, there are some people that wake up early. Like I'm a morning person. Me too. I like to do my things in the morning. Me too. There are some thing, people that like to do their things totally. at night. Which is perfectly yep. fine. And there's people that like to do it in the afternoon. Yes. Any time of the day. I even have people that have taken the 28 day program mm-hmm. and have separated it and like kind of mixed Did it their up. own thing. Yeah. Yep. And whatever works for you is what I hope will work for you. That's right. It doesn't have to be any certain way as long as you do. There's the no linear um, progress yeah. to this. It's just if you purchase it and you get through it mm. and if it helps you, awesome. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, the whole idea is to figure out who you are after you become a mom. Yeah. Like as you lose yourself. Oh, we talk a lot about this when you, we do our yes. coaching together. It's like most moms will come to me and they'll come to you and they'll be like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And that makes my heart break. Yeah. I mean, I like I couldn't figure out who I was for a long time. And then you came to Kripalu and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it. I'm working. I'm doing the thing. If you had to tell anyone like what is the biggest thing that you gained from doing stuff in the ambitious realm, like what do you think is the biggest thing that you gained since working with me and working with all the women in ambitious? I'd have to say like setting boundaries. Mm, so big. Because I mean like the the idea like before before I did this, I would work whenever I could. Oh. And you say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. People please the fuck out of. I'm a yes man. Yeah, I, I am, am too. Because I really love to see people happy, and I know that you're the same as me. Mm-hmm. But is that making us happy? No, absolutely <laughs> the end not. Of the day. I mean, by the end of the day, if I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out. No one likes no a burnt what. out bitch. No, and my husband doesn't. You know, my nope. kids don't. Nope. And that's and who's who more really important matters. than those those people, right? Zero. Exactly. So setting boundaries of like okay like you know i was i'm a teacher and i i literally laid it out to my my parents and i said you know i'll send out emails yeah. and i may send out an email at 5 p.m. Right. i may send out an email at 9 p.m. it depends on when i yeah. can get around to absolutely. it absolutely and most of i mean most of them know and they understand because they're parents too that's right and it's just i'm I try to be as transparent as I can be. I love that. Boundaries are so fucking important. Mm-hmm. So important. And you've done so much. I mean, you've built a business. <laughs> you meditate. You're a yoga instructor now. You recently uh, did Reiki 1, mm-hmm. multidimensional healing certification with me. You're going for your Reiki 2, two. multidimensional healing certification in June, which is so exciting. Absolutely. And that's just going to complement everything else you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Any last words you want to tell out all the women out there in ambitious land you can do it yeah you can do it i mean it's just what you it's really what you desire yeah yeah it's what's important to you Mm -hmm. you make the decision you do it and nothing else is more important than your own happiness because if if you're fucking happy Tracy, you know like everybody else is happy absolutely and if you have the support then why say no it's so true it's so true Mm -hmm. all right tell everyone one last time where they can find you so email 
email, you can email me at Teresa at littleintentions.com. With a T-H, guys. T-H-E. T-H. Yeah. T-H-E-R-E-S-A. Theresa. Theresa at littleintentions.com. Um, you can go to her website, littleintentions.com, mm-hmm. and you can follow her at littleintentions.com. Little, little intentions. Little dot intentions. Oh, you're a dot. I'm a dot. I'm going to put all this guys in the show notes too, so don't get too uppity with me. So if you just scroll down to the, st- the show notes, all this stuff will be in there and you can check out her board. You can check out her hilarious reels. You can see her beautiful family. Um, Teresa is very transparent on social media and her website is up and running. So if you want to purchase her boards, her 28 day program, like it's on and it's popping. And I just want to give a big thank you to you for coming all the way down here and doing this. This is like so full circle. It makes my heart so full. Oh my gosh. I've had so much fun. Isn't this so fun? And now we get to go in the hot tub. I know, dude. Well, we actually have more work to do. Fuck. I know it's such bullshit. We can do it in the hot tub. We might have to set the socialite up in the hot tub and do like a live from the hot tub in Bitches Academy call. Um, what time is it? We have plenty of time. It's 5.52 Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a call with Victoria Duke and then we have our HBIC we have call. plenty of time. No, we're, we're 100% good. We're 100% good. You guys, thank you so much for coming here thank listening you. to us. This was amazing. Teresa, thank you for taking time into your busy life and doing this like... You are truly the epitome of ambitious motherhood. And I know that all the women that we work with look up to you so much. You're an incredible role model. And I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. And guys, go over and check out all of the things that Teresa has to offer. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to be more than pumped because she has so much cool shit for moms out there and just movement and meditation and just a great community. So thank you, Teresa, and thank you all out there in Ambitious Land. I love you, and don't forget to stay ambitious. Ambitious.